Come As You Are is a place for self-compassionate reflection to use what you have within you right now as you are perfectly imperfect to find your way through motherhood. I'm Dr. Erin Bauer, clinical and perinatal psychologist, author of More Than a Healthy Baby, course creator and mum of two. This is my second podcast. Welcome if you've followed me over from my birth trauma work. This current podcast offering is bite-sized, unfancy and unplanned. A roadmap for finding your way back to self-compassion and how to replace numbing and escapism with true, meaningful fun. I talk about motherhood as an identity and an institution, perinatal mental health and patriarchy, parental burnout and numbing. The core message is to practice the question, I wonder. Instead of judging ourselves and engaging in comparisonitis, we simply ask ourselves, I wonder. I wonder. Welcome to episode two. I thought I would spend a little bit of time talking about a couple of terms that I've started using in my work recently and ones that I've actually found quite helpful in trying to navigate the whole burnout depletion thing. And so one term I came across when I was researching the book that I'm writing at the moment about mothers and mental health and social media is a term called shadow comforts. And I heard it, I think, in the audio version of a Brene Brown book. I don't remember which one. But the phrase shadow comforts comes from another author called Jennifer Lauden. And like, honestly, I'd never heard of her work before. But she had this book that came out, I want to say, oh, look, I'm looking at the cover now. It's looking very 90s. It's got a bit of Saved by the Bell (laughs) kind of 90210 branding vibes to it. And she has this book called The Woman's Comfort Book, which might sound a bit bleh, but it's actually, I kind of wish I'd discovered this years ago when I was working with people who um, engaged in self-harm and had borderline personality disorder and even just people struggling in that space of like what to do to soothe yourself. It's uh, It could definitely be rebranded and get re-released. But it's basically like this big long list of ideas for, I guess you could kind of call it on the surface level, like self-care strategies, hobbies, things to do with your time to make yourself feel better. Which I think having worked for a long time with people who are really, really highly distressed, something that I have learned across the board for everybody is that when you're already at that point where you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, it gets really difficult to think, what can I do right now to calm down? And so that is why this all fits very nicely with this idea of shadow comforts, because I think people drift, they drift back into old habits, old behaviors, old patterns some of them super self-destructive, you know, the binge eating and drinking and self-harm and drug use and all that kind of stuff. Others are kind of just low-level, low-leisure numbing. So it's kind of this term shadow comforts, I guess is really speaking to the idea that we all kind of drift when the negative feelings that we don't want to be there are there rather than sitting and kind of sitting in them and accepting them 
and accepting that they will pass and that we won't feel like this forever it's moving moving that into like okay am I confusing numbing with relaxation so for me I know after having my babies definitely the way that this fits particularly with social media and binge watching tv and things like that in small doses not really a problem, not, you know, necessarily something to get too excited about and jump up and down so don't do it. But when it's sort of becoming your default stress response, the thing that you do when you're feeling overwhelmed with the kids is to just pick up your phone and start numbing. I think we've drifted a little bit into, yeah, this idea of confusing, feeling numb and wanting to feel numb so that you don't have to feel unpleasant feelings versus actually feeling like, relaxed, refreshed, renewed. So it's all of those things that, you know, I hear parents talk about so much, you know, I wish I had more balance. Oh, um, if I wasn't on social media, I, I really should be doing this and I should be doing that. And it's not about saying what you should and shouldn't be doing. It's about going, what do you want in this one precious life that actually gives you joy, like true belly laugh, fun, like real fun. So that's another term I talk about sometimes is this idea of faux fun, right? Faux is in F-A-U-X. I think a lot of parents in their burnt out, depleted state are just drifting along with faux fun, you know, sitting and scrolling on Instagram because it's a habit, not because it's something you genuinely, truly lights up your soul. And if it does, fantastic, like whatever, but I think... If you look at the research, it's like a lot of activities, right? After about 20 minutes or so, it's not really floating your boat anymore. The novelty has worn off, but we just keep at it because of all the addictive qualities with it. The fact that social media companies are designed to, well, they want us on their apps as much as possible so that they can make money. They're not there for our entertainment. They're definitely not there for our mental health. But yeah, thinking about this, where have you turned to for shadow comforts? Numbing, you know. I sometimes think, and I've mentioned this in my book as well, this concept of good enough parenting, right? Some of us would have heard of that. It's a good concept, but I think there's a bleed factor and that good enough parenting has bled out into this idea of good enough fun. Oh, because motherhood is this time where you're just tired, you don't feel like yourself, you've lost a sense of identity and so you just settle for kind of good enough and I know that that's, I have done that for years, settled for good enough fun, picking up my phone and scrolling, staring at the TV for a few hours of binge watching because I'm tired and I can't be bothered and the idea of returning to an activity that I used to enjoy before I had children feels too confronting, it feels too much. And yet, like any new behavior, it starts with just small, teeny, teeny, tiny steps. So replacing some of those shadow comforts. Like there is a theory, which I used on myself, which is if you can read on your phone, you can read a book. Um, And after I finish my PhD, like anyone who knows me will know, don't recommend books to me. Don't talk about reading because it just used to fill me with so much anxiety. It's probably one of the reasons ultimately I didn't end up studying cinema because it just doing a PhD ruined reading for me like being able to read for pleasure and not absorb every single little 
micro detail, take notes, check references. It just wrecked it for the longest, longest time. And it's only now with a really kind of really nerdy, but you know, this is what I needed, a kind of structured plan to go, all right, I'm going to read a paragraph and then another one. And then I'll read a page. And my goal might be before I pick up my phone and binge or scroll or do something else, I'm going to read two pages. And you just build the building bricks along that way. So when I talk shadow comforts in this podcast and some of my other work that I'm doing in this area, that's what I mean. It's the turning to the things that's the numbing and going, this isn't actually what I want to be doing with my time. Like if you actually sat there, again, in self-compassion, in non-judgment, but thinking to yourself, is this actually what I want to be spending my time doing? And if it's not, what would I want to be doing instead? And for some people, that's a really, really, really confronting question. And that's some of what I'm hoping to explore in this podcast. What would you be doing if you were actually living life the way you wanted to? If you felt like yourself outside of someone's mother, outside of a worker, outside of someone's partner? And you might not know the answer to that. And that's okay. This is an opportunity to test drive a few things. I have started courses, started hobbies revisited hobbies, revisited courses. I think for me, a huge place that was a good place to return to as a base was thinking, well, what did you enjoy when you're about 15, 16, or even younger? Find your kind of spot back in your memory where you go, hmm, this is what I remember doing with my time. For me, it was journaling, writing, playing music, doing art. Those were the kind of activities I kept returning to again and again and again. And whilst I'm not quite at the stage where I've got a full canvas out and all my paints and off I go painting romantically in the garden. (laughs) It's starting really, really, really small. Journaling and colouring a few things in, doing a few really crappy drawings every now and then um, instead of binge watching and instead of scrolling. Simple can be confronting. But that's what I'd encourage you to think about. Where in your life have you fallen into numbing instead of actually relaxing. Can you tell the difference? How would you know the difference? Point to ponder for this week.